Welcome to Hope Inside Me, a podcast on healing. Here we talk real life and focus on how to heal and grow into the person we were meant to be, in spite of the hard stuff. I'm your host, Shannon Hoyt, and I'm honored to be on this journey with you. Hello, friends. We are back talking about who we are and our journey to kind of discover a little more of ourselves to allow us just to embrace ourselves in our journey of healing. I have found that when you learn who you are, it helps you love and appreciate all the good things and also all the things that need work um, and allows us to um, just see who we are on a more intimate level and that can give some grace and forgiveness and just knowledge in our healing journey as we kind of navigate our part in it and even just looking at past um, things that we've gone through and just helping us understand a little more about who we are and what we need to really surround ourselves um, as we heal to, so that we can move forward in the best way. So I decided that I was going to talk today about our top five assessments to do that allow us to kind of venture into this journey of looking at ourselves and who we are. And the reality is, is there's hundreds of ways that you could do this, right? There are so many quizzes you can take and so many different, um, you know, uh, thought processes in psychology and past and social work and stuff that have been brought on over the years that are personality assessments, if you will. And the five that we'll talk about here today really actually aren't all similar. So for instance, um, I could pick, you know, go into kind of social work and sociology and give you five similar uh, findings or assessments that you could take that would give you similar findings. But I really wanted to give you five things that holistically together actually work to show you the whole picture. Okay. Well, my personal opinion, and this is after um, years of working with these in social work and, um, you know, my education is in sociology. So we were, we did quite a few of these in my education, but also just my personality type is I love these things. So actually, I think I took my first one probably at the ripe old age of 12. I loved, I ordered this book, uh, when I was like literally probably 12, you know, 12 or 15, I got this book and walked through like what I was supposed to do, you know, what's my passions and stuff. So I've been doing a lot of these throughout my whole life, but honestly, what I've done in the last few years has kind of come full circle for me to realize that it's not just one thing. It's actually knowing who you are holistic, like in a holistic manner of all the different facets, because the reality is, is we all have layers in our personalities, you know, like I, 
know that I may come off as one way to one section or, or group in my life. Like at work, I'm probably, I definitely come off as more of a leadership figure because that's my role versus, you know, my kids see a different side of me versus if I am, if I'm in a crowd um, where I'm not a leader, I'm going to really be a lot different than what I would be in a crowd that I was the leader because my personality shifts a little in that because again we're we're all multi-layered individuals and we all have characteristics that come out in different times so I love the idea of merging all of these five that we're going to talk to uh, today about to give you this beautiful view of who you are in uh, holy you know so let's dive in. Um, what I will say, let me preface before we jump in and say, you don't need to go out today and do all five of these. I would actually not recommend that. This is going to be something that you journey with. Um, what I would say is listen to all five. We're going to just touch the very surface of each five and I'll give you resources on how to find more information if you, if you want to jump into that one. And then pick whichever one stands out to you and start there. And then when you feel comfortable and confident in that, that one, then you can move on to the next one. So by all means, this isn't something to go and do all, you know, five of them today because you're going to get overwhelmed and totally shut down. So listen through these um, as we just touch the high points of each one and I explain them figure out which one's calling to you today and then move forward with that one and then come back and listen when when you feel comfortable and move on to the next one and so forth. So um, let's dive in. So the first one that we're going to do is or talk about is one of, that I would probably recommend to do closer to the front end of your journey just because it's been around for a while, you've probably heard of it before, and it just gives you a, a good overall starting foundation because it looks at several different items. And that is called the Myers-Briggs ass, um, assessment. And it's named after the people who came up with it. And it's been around for a long time. And it was based in um, the theory, the conceptual theory by Carl Jung, but which is, he's an old school social worker, sociology person. So this is, you know, a solid, solid assessment that's been used all over the world. So it's just a good place to start. Um, it is you just answer a couple questions it's an introspective self-report and what it does is it indicates your differing psychological preferences in how you perceive the world and make decisions so it tells you kind of how you look at the world and who you are in four different areas it looks at, and this is the one that you'll see say people oh I'm an INTJ or an ES you know FP, whichever they are, um, this is that assessment. And your how they get those letters is it, it bases you based off the questions you answer, if you're introverted, extroverted, if you're sensing or intuitive, so it's sensing or intuition, thinking and feeling and judging and perception. Those are the four um, the four categories and each one has two options. So you'll go through um, the questionnaire and then it kind of tells you who, what you are. 
And a good place, if you go to Google and look at this, a great place to do this is a website called 16 Personalities. And I believe it's 16personalities.com, but Google it just to be on the safe side. And again, it's just that free quiz that takes you through, but it's a, a good quiz and that's a, um, a good place to take it. Um, there are other places as well, but that's just a common one. And it, I know that it's valid and uh, trusted. So that is the Myers-Briggs. What's, what that does is that, again, it's just going to give you that overview of who you are and how you perceive the world. I would be, um, my only take back on this one is just be careful because it is a self-report and it is depending on how you answer the questions that there's, there can be, especially if you're like me where I'm very middle of the road in a lot of them, um, there can be some, uh, not false reporting, but you know, some of your answers may come back a little off depending on how you took the quiz. So be sure that you're answering true to your heart and not your ego. And also that you're answering them in, um, you know, when you're not, you know, don't answer these when you're, you know, had a long day and you're upset about everything and that sort of thing. So just kind of be in a good space and take some time and and introspectively answer these questions. Um, It will also, the nice thing about that 16 personalities um, website is it actually gives you the ratio of each one. So I'm able to look at my introverted versus extroverted and realize that, I'm actually not a strong introvert. I'm I'm very much in the middle of that. So I'm very close to being an extrovert. Um, and it allows you to see that. So you may look at it and if you got introvert and but you yet you see your percentage is like you're an extreme introvert, that's gonna be different than if like for me I look at it and realize I'm an introvert, but I'm not to the degree where I require a lot of solace. And I'm also extroverted enough that I can kind of come off as extroverted a lot of times and have times of extrovertedness. So um, the nice, I, I do like the fact that it gives you that scale so you can see where you fall. So that is the Myers-Briggs. Again, I would recommend doing that towards the front end of your journey just because it really does give you that overview of assessment. There are several different other assessments. One is called DISC. That's pretty popular. Um, They're all good. They're all valid. But I feel like the Myers-Briggs gives you just that overall it's overall a deeper understanding of who you are versus um, some of the others kind of just really pinpoint different aspects. So this one is a good one. All right. Our second thing that I would recommend doing to get to know who you are is actually not really an assessment in that you take a quiz or anything, but it's actually looking at your birth chart. And this, I I understand that this could be like open up a whole can of worms and I could go on and on for hours. And I have plans to do um, a podcast here in the future that just dives into this as we, and talk with someone who's an astrologer, because this is by far not my Um, I know uh, quite a bit about it because I've been studying it, but I also, this is not my forte by any means, but 
if I had to tell you the one thing that I did in the last few years that has made a the most substantial impact on me understanding who I am, it would be this. So I am not going to leave it out of my list just for fear that I know it's kind of out of the ordinary maybe, or maybe you hear that and think, oh God, you know, you roll your eyes and think, oh my goodness, astrology, blah, 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 because it has such a negative, sometimes it has a negative connotation. But let me say this and explain it just a little and how I've kind of come to learn and love it is that your birth chart is actually a peek into the way the universe was aligned at the time you were born. And years ago, probably 12 years ago, I had a friend and I was probably like many of you. I thought astrology was horoscopes and people looking into a crystal ball. And it was very like, of course, you know, touted as horrible and stuff in the Christian church. And no one ever really took the time to explain what true astrology is. And really, um, when you look at it, true astrology is the study of the stars. You know, that's kind of what it boils down to. And so I had a friend tell me this 12 years ago, a dear friend, and she loved astrology and like knowing signs and stuff like that. And I, her and I had a conversation one day cause that was when I kind of felt, um, too pretty unattached to all of that. Like I knew there were signs and stuff like that, but that's about all. And she told me, she was like, you know, she was a Christian, an amazing Christian. And she said, here's the thing. God made the world with such amazing precision. I mean, if you think about it, like every degree of this earth, like the way it's tilted matters. And if it was one half a centimeter off, it would, it would mess up so much stuff. And even the way like the blades of grass or grow because of the sun and, you know, and the rain and photosynthesis. And if you look at how, I mean, even babies being born, I mean, there's so much stuff in this world that is just crazy accurate, like it with precise of how it was created and how it's sustaining. So why in the world would we as humans be created in just this willy nilly manner that was like, left up to chance. Like it doesn't make sense. Like why would there be this chaotic nature of creation? Um, and to look at the history of stars and the significance, like if, you know, of course, if you're a Christian or if you believe in the Bible, it's, it's hugely significant, but even if just the scientific way of, of looking at how the stars are aligned and what they impact, and again, I'm not going to be able to get into huge detail about this because I'm not an astrologer, but with that basis, it just kind of piqued my interest to say, you know what, why, why wouldn't that be? Um, to, to look at the way the stars were aligned on the night of my birth and to be able to look at it and say, this is historically, you know, like there's science to this of this is what this means, um, felt really intriguing to me. And that's kind of where I began my journey. So I actually, and again, this was years ago, went to a legit astrologer and got my birth chart read. And 
it was phenomenal. Um, you can look it up online and get a pretty good, accurate, just, um, basis and foundation of what your birth chart looks like. And it even does go on to explain it. A really good website for that is called Astro Cafe. And typically what you need is you need your birthday and you need your location of your birth and your time of birth. You don't have to have your time of birth. Um, you can mark it unknown if you want, but there is one specific thing in your birth chart that really relies on time and it changes like every two hours or so. So you having knowledge of your birth time or being pretty close and accurate is um, can be helpful. So you plug those in and it pops up and you can see. And we all tend to, this is a very high level look into what this means, but we all tend to focus on, oh, I'm a Sagittarius um, and, and that sort of thing, or, oh, I'm a Leo, whatever. And the reality is, is that's one, you know, one hundredth of what your birth chart is. So it's going to tell you like where the sun was, where the moon was and that sort of thing and what all that means. And it's, again, I can't even explain it. It is an amazing peek into your soul. And I really, truly stand by the fact that it, it is a peek into how God made you because that is the way the stars were aligned on the day that you were born in that very specific place and at that very specific time. And it's just beautiful, to be honest. So I would highly recommend you looking at your birth chart, um, go to the Astro Cafe if you want to do it. Um, again, that walks you through some of it. It could be a little confusing, um, but it gives you some basic stuff that you can um, look at and then and lays it out nice too, I think. And then if you wanted to also go to an astrologer, to they'll look at your birth chart and kind of tell you a little more too. But it it's just really um, probably, again, if you had to ask me, what is something that I've done? There are two things that I've done in the last few years that have really spoken into me learning who I was. And that's the first one is looking at my birth chart. The second one is what we're going to talk about now is our third um, is um, for number three is that it is looking at the Enneagram. And the Enneagram is, let me spell it for you as well first. It's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M, Enneagram. It has actually been around for a while as kind of one of those assessment type of tests. And it has just had a recent insurgence of popularity. Like you've, you could, you've probably heard it. Um, and there's tons of resources out there. I I will caution you that I feel like it's very confusing on the front end. When you first dive into the Enneagram, you're like, what is this? What does this mean? And again, it, it kind of comes back to that Myers-Briggs in that it can be very subjective depending on how you answer the questions. So some people have a hard time getting to where to f figure out their number. Um, but it's so in-depth and helpful that I I added it to our list today just because, again, that between that and the birth chart, for me personally, those were the two most important things for me to do to figure out kind of who I was and what makes me tick and why I do things or why I think things. It was just really helpful. Um, so I would uh, recommend the Enneagram 
and tiptoe slowly in and just at the base of it, what the Enneagram is, is nine, um, nine different sections of, you know, different personality types that you would fall into. And you find out what you are by answering quizzes. I will also caution you that there's a lot of quizzes out there that are short and like find your Enneagram number and 10 questions, that sort of thing. But the Enneagram is so in-depth that I would really look for one of the longer questionnaires, not one of those short true to false ones. Because if you're like me, I am I'm a very difficult person to uh, categorize on a test because I really am middle of the road on a lot of things. Like I'm not right brain. I'm not left brain. I'm exactly in the middle. So I'm very creative, but very like type A and that I like my lists and stuff, but then I'm sporadic. So I'm, I'm a confusing creature, but so true, false, quick quizzes on the Enneagram did not work for me. I did not get the right number. When I took the longer quiz, it was about 150 questions and you can just type in, you know, any of your own quizzes and they'll come up, but take one of the longer ones that give you a range. And that is where I finally kind of got to the heart of what my correct Enneagram number is. And so it's just a range of one to nine. It doesn't mean one's better or nine's worse. It literally is each number is its own personality. Um, for example, four is the individualist seven is the enthusiast, eight is the challenger, that sort of thing. So it'll group you into a personality. And there are, I mean, again, it goes so deep. So there are things like they call wings, which means like if you're like, I'm an eight wing seven, which means I'm an eight, but I lean towards a seven a lot in my personality. And the Enneagram is not how you were made. Okay, it is not about who God made you innately. It is like putting a mirror up to you of and saying how the this is how the world perceives me. Okay, so it's a little again, it's deep and complicated and you could they have books on the Enneagram like you can go read books. I would I wouldn't suggest that after you take the quiz, go on Instagram and search. There's a lot of different um, Instagram pages that you can follow that are for your Enneagram type. And that's really helpful. Um, but you it allows you to see how you're viewed by the world and also allows you to learn how to correct that. For example, I'm a challenger. I'm an eight wing seven. Um, I know that that's because of what my place in the world is right now. You know, that's a correct assessment of who I am. And I will, and I will always have innate Enneagram type eight traits within me because that is who, because I know all the other things. I know my birth chart. I know my Myers-Briggs. So I know that I have some of those traits within me. Like, um, a challenger is like someone who is very determined and, um, and doesn't mind like bulking at the status quo. You know, that's, that's who I am. But because I know my Myers-Briggs and I know that I am, I, I fall on the feeling and the perception side in the Myers-Briggs, I know that at the heart of who I am is, is not necessarily an Enneagram 8. 
I know I have this feeling and intuition side and this sensitive side of me that you can see in my birth chart, you know, but you wouldn't be able to see if I just did the Enneagram. And that's why I think these combination five things that we're talking about today give you that holistic picture because if you just look at the Enneagram, you're not going to be able to see who you truly are in God. You're going to see who you are as displayed into the world. And it's going to give you some insight and good stuff, but there's a piece of that that's missing. Um, so, but the Enneagram is a great way to see how you're perceived and how others perceive you and what your place is in the world right now and allows you, there's an Ennea app. If you go and download it after you know your number, it allows you to see like, um, what are the good things about this? And where are the, th- there, where are the places that I struggle and where can I work to get to a healthy? Cause each number has a healthy and unhealthy, um, uh, the way like for an eight, like if I was a healthy eight, that means I'm a determined person and I'm going to go for it. If I'm unhealthy, that means like I'm bossing people around and being mean, you know? So there's a way to look at each number and say, okay, how do I get, what are the steps that I can take to get to a healthy number? And, um, so yeah, that's, I think about all I want to say about the Enneagram. Again, you could talk for hours on that one. I would really just say, start with taking the quiz, Google that, and there's tons that will come up. Um, do the longer versions though, and then find out your number and then sit on it because you'll also, if you're reading that number and you're like, oh, I am not that way then you may need to take another quiz and really dive into it a little deeper because again, mine came up, um, with a different number at first, but it's because I took a really short quiz. So I had to take a longer one. So spend some time in that. Um, I would suggest after you know your number to either download the app, it's free, I think, and then, um, go visit some Instagram pages. That's a great way to kind of start, start to get into knowing your number. So that was number three, our fourth item as we go through the top five assessments of what we want to do to find out who you are. The next two are actually really specific areas. And again, it's because I wanted to pick things here that give that us that holistic view of who we are. And so the next one we're going to talk about is the five love languages. And you may have heard about this, but I really love this assessment because it gives you a peek into something that not a lot of other assessments tackle. And I think that it's such an integral part of who we are because it it speaks to how we view relationships that it's, I think, um, probably needed as much as all the others and definitely more so than any, like, for example, I would if you're going to take the Myers-Briggs, that's great. There's thousands of other assessments that are going to give you kind of the same thing, but I would suggest like do the Myers-Briggs and then do love language rather than any of those other ones, because that is going to give you the love language piece is going to give you something that you really don't tap into in all those other assessments. So, um, I personally love to do this and I love to, I love knowing how I am. And I also love sending this to people if I'm going to have a relationship with them or, I mean, and it doesn't even have to be necessarily romantic. Um, knowing someone's love language is helpful, like even with your children and, um, 
siblings and parents, that sort of thing. It's a simple quiz. It's free to do. They have an actual website. This is based off of a book that is called the five love languages. And, um, they have a great website. You can just walk through, you can even say I'm single. I'm a couple. I just want to take this, that sort of thing as a, um, to find out. So go, um, you can just search that five love languages. It'll bring you to the quiz. You can take that. It's a simple quiz and it pulls up. There's again, there's five, like the title says, and it's things like, it'll score you on a scale and you'll be able to see, you know what, like spending time with someone is more important to you than getting gifts. Or so there's the five and they rank them. Like, for example, mine is, um, like how I'm communicated with, like, um, the thought or the, the things people say to me really matter to me. Um, and that's, that's way up on my love language versus, um, acts of service is one of them. And that's very low on mine. So if someone was, you know, if someone knew that about me and I know that about myself, then I'm going to know, you know what, when I'm like, when I'm looking at a partner or if I'm, or even if I'm talking with a friend for me to say, Hey, you know what, going out to dinner and just sitting with you and, and having communication and relationship means so much to me because that's who I am innately. So, you know, let's skip the gifts and go out to dinner type of thing. So it allows you just to know who you are on that relational side of things that I think a lot of the other assessments don't touch on. So I would highly recommend doing that. If you're in a relationship, I would highly recommend having the other person take it too and then sharing with each other because, and that's the whole basis of the book and and why to do it is because if you're in a relationship and you know that someone's love language is gifts, but you're over here cooking and cleaning for them, thinking that acts of service is going to you know, make them feel loved, when, yeah, of course they'll appreciate it, but that's not their love language. So, um, so yeah, so that would be my number four recommendation. The next one, our final assessment, is actually more on the spiritual side. And again, I tried to really look at this holistically. So this one may or may not um, speak out to you depending on where you are in your journey, but I, I definitely wanted to touch on it just because I feel like it's important and it gives a little glimpse into that spiritual side that some of the others, that and that's kind of a missing link in some of these. So there is a spiritual gift assessment. A lot of churches will do this. Um, a lot of organizations too that work with people. I first got introduced to this with um, Youth with a Mission, which was an organization that we worked with growing up. And they th- did this with all of their people and it was just so helpful. I mean, I think I did it. I was 10 years old when I did it the first time. And even then it was just like, it was so validating to take the quiz. And it was a simple little like questionnaire and to say, you know what? Yes. I recognize that God has gifted me with a spiritual gift of leadership. Like that's just innate in me. So mine was actually tied way back when, when I was 10, when I did it, mine was tied administration and leadership. And those kind of are still true to this day. When I take the quiz, it's still, they're still kind of tied. Um, They go back and forth for being first, but they're really close to each other. And 
So it was, even as a child, it was just very, I don't know, comforting just to know that, you know what, this is who I am and I can walk into this because I know that this is my gift. Um, there's all sorts of spiritual gifts and they're all within that quiz. And again, a simple Google search, um, there's a, there's a bunch of them out there and there's not one specific one that I would, um, recommend, like there's not a a name brand type of, or a, a organization that pushes this. Um, you'll find them a lot in churches and then you can just find them in a simple Google search, but it's a two page, um, couple questions, you know, 30-ish questions, I guess, on two pages, and then you um, tally up the totals, and it explains how to do that. Um, If, um, I will try to look for the actual one, but I don't have a copy of it. Um, Again, I've just gotten it from a church, so I want to be respectful of that, but um, if you can find one of those, that's a great way to look at your, that spiritual side of things, of what has God gifted me? What will happen is as you do these five, you'll start to notice that they almost weave together, kind of like a basket or a braid, you know, like you're going to see and get this overall view of you that hopefully will enable you to really see who you are and appreciate that. Because once I started doing all of these and looking at them, I realized it just gives you this amazing view of who you are in all aspects. Like my spiritual gift of leadership lends itself to my Enneagram of eight. So, and then if you look at my birth chart, my moon is in Capricorn, which when when you start looking into it, that it, that will make sense and and it explains it. But Moon and Capricorn means that I'm very grounded. I'm very working. Capricorns are great. They work. They have a goal. They they like goals. They like working, and they dive into it head first. And so, all of that weaves together in this. Um, so it's really interesting. And then, on like if you look at the Myers Briggs. I'm introverted for the most part, but I have this, I'm on the intuition side, not the sensing side. So what that means is like, I, I can intuitively like feel things and, and walk through things and be strong for people. And, and to be honest, like I love the thought of doing this with younger people or especially people like teenagers, um, just because it allows you to see who you are and it allows you to see how to step into, you know, your space and your purpose and calling and, and what that lends itself to. And just, again, it's this comforting thing um, to take a assessment to say, you know what, I was made this way and that's a good thing. Um, and yeah, there are some negative things too. Like I know looking at my birth chart and looking at the other assessments, I know that I have the ability to sometimes come off as very harsh to people because I'm a very like blunt person, tell it like it is, that sort of thing. And because I know that about myself, I'm able to hopefully learn the ebbing and flowing of that, of saying, you know what, because I know that about myself, 
then I know I'm walking into this situation where someone may not be receptive to that. So I'm going to have to make sure that I'm not that way. So it really allows you in your interactions in life to make, just make sure that you're coming, you know, just to acknowledge who you are and say, that's okay. It's okay that I come across sometimes as demanding. That's not a bad thing, but it does also allow me to understand that there may be times that I need to, you know, shift that a little depending on who I'm working with. So, um, I don't know. I just, I I hope and, and pray that you'll take these. I would say go with whichever one first that kind of spoke out to you. And you're like, wow, I'd really like to know that about myself. Take that one, spend some time in it, learn about it, and then move on to the next one. By all means, do not do all of these today (laughs) because you'll just, I feel like it'll be so overwhelming that it won't be helpful. So again, I'm just going to go through, um, let's go through the five just all at once. So you kind of have those to make sure that if you've taken notes or for you, as you come back and listen to it. So the first one we talked about was Myers-Briggs assessment. Then the second thing we talked about was our birth chart. That was um, through astrology and looking at, it was Astro Cafe is what you can Google. Um, The third one we talked about was the Enneagram. The fourth one we talked about was the five love languages. And then the fifth one we talked about was the spiritual gift assessment. And again, I feel like I've said this a few times, but that by no means is an exhaustive list. But it is when I sat down to really think about which ones really impacted me to learn who I was over the years, those are the five that I would recommend because they personally give you this very well-rounded view of all the aspects in your life. So... All right. Well, I hope that was helpful. Um, And I'm excited for you to go out and journey into this and find out a little more of who you are. And um, yeah, so thank you for being with me today. And I am just praying blessings upon you. Bye.